Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What would the world look like if we all pushed ourselves to have candid conversations with people who didn't look like us, think like us, or live like us? I'm Dave Hollis, and I'm on a mission to learn more about this world by meeting more of the people who live here. You may not always agree with everything you hear, but I guarantee you'll come away more informed on topics you might never have thought to seek out before. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community. And when we raise each other up, we all rise together. Okay, hold on. (laughs) I have barely even hit record you and started I, like mid sentence. I said, "Did you just fart?" I did not. We and were said, driving. You've in accused the... me of that four times today because he has gas has come out of his body out of some end. How dare you? Four times today. How dare you? <laughs> we here's the thing. We did have uh, those fresh veggies. Yeah, as they a weren't snack. blanched. <laughs> they were not like, blanched. Like Chef David told us today, <laughs> he would have been. You know, I was thinking about that when on the live. He was like, "If I come to your house for a party and they're not blanched." I've never I'm heard the word you. blanched in my life. I thought that that was a Golden Girls reference, and I was wrong. <laughs> Apparently, like drowning your vegetables in salt water is what blanching is. Yeah, you barely boil it. I I. You knew- barely boil it. Yeah. Oh. I think right. Isn't that what he said? You get really salty water, like tastes like the ocean. You put it in. You know what I cannot stand? Soft carrots. No one likes carrots. No one likes a soft carrot. <laughs> no, no one, one wants. No one wants a, a hot. Like a, I, I a, like soft carrots. Are you serious? Yeah, think about Outback. Outback Steakhouse. I only know the Bloomin' on, Onion. I don't know about their uh, vegetables. Okay, so they're good. They're steamed. I love steamed veggies, like the steamed veggie mix, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots. Pass. Yum. It's a hard pass for me. Hard pass for me. Uh, you've walked into a random conversation between. <laughs> Heidi Powell and Dave Hollis, welcome to this episode of the Rise Together podcast. <laughs> we, uh, When's Squirrel going to come out? When by is the Squirrel going to come out? As soon as we can get some episodes over to our producer on this show and that show, uh, we, Heidi and I, have a podcast that is literally about nothing and everything. It's the best. It is the best. And uh, I left the disk drive that has those episodes on my nightstand at my house. Oh. So fail. So not anytime soon. Hashtag not, not this out. week. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I will get that uh, rectified as soon as I possibly can so that we can make that happen. 
because it's fun. It's actually mostly just fun and ridiculousness. <laughs> Who knew when you titled that show? Because you picked the title. That it would become said, a thing. Like, but the, the and I don't even think it became a thing because of the show. You picked it. You like spoke it before it became a thing. Now we have Squirrel Squad shirts. Did you see the image with the squirrel holding the iced coffee? Yes. James. It's genius. Inside of uh, this fitness community that has been created for our 60-day Get Fit Challenge, we often were doing lives. And as is the case with uh, the podcast that we record, we are distracted. And the idea of being distracted and the, you know, the word squirrel, it comes from <laughs> up. No. No. No, no, it comes it from com- Anchorman. It comes, no, yes. no, it comes from Anchorman. What do you yes. speak of? Yeah, because who was no, the one? No, there was a Brick. dog. Do you remember Brick? Na- yes, but I think Brick no. is, is imitating no. Doug from Up. Up? Wait, no, Anchorman was before Up. No. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a little sample of what, this... you want, what you would actually get in Squirrel Wait, the Podcast. what are you podcast. looking at first, Anchorman or Up? Uh, I'm just looking up where did- What year did- Anchorman come out. My goodness. What year did Up come out? I, I got my answer. All right. So I got my answer. Are you ready? Three, Three two, two, one. 2004. Wait. No. <laughs> Hold on. No, no. No. Now we have to Google this. Wait a second. Was 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 that in Anchorman 1 or Anchorman 2? One. Anchorman 1. Was there a reference to Brick and Squirrel in Anchorman? He says Squirrel. I swear. I don't know about this. Oh, there gonna... is a dog named Doug in Up who says squirrel. Yes, it's Brick when he says, I love lamp. Remember Brick? <laughs> but the reference that I'm <laughs> making is to the way that you get distracted. I know. And being distracted is not a condition that Brick suffers from. It's a condition that Doug, the dog from Up, is it? suffers from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I this know. this I person. Know. I feel like we're going to I believe, ask the audience. Can can this be an by, interactive podcast? Played please? by Steve Carell. Uh, he may in fact say the word squirrel, but <laughs> the name of the podcast where we are often distracted and go off on tangents. It's from that. Is a reference to a dog named Doug who, as he's rolling. Oh, geez. I don't think we're even allowed to play sequences (laughs) from Anchorman on this or any show that we ever are going to be working on. All right. Fine. Uh, I'm going to dig into that next uh, podcast. Next podcast. Yep. Uh, You are, on the day that this podcast comes out, you're doing a free webinar for uh, the way that people have historically approached their fitness goals for a year with resolutions in mind, and you are trying to talk sense into people that might uh, have otherwise come to believe that uh, resolution setting is the way to get their fitness or health goals taken care of. Why is this? Why do you think that they are their bunk? Well, the real- reality is I don't think that goals are bunk. I think goals are great, but I think anytime somebody thinks that the new year is the time to start, that same person has done this every single year for the past 10 to 20 years, right? And Mm. every single year, the same result happens. So there's a statistic that says that 74% of people that set a goal, set a new year's resolution January 1 and start off by January 13th, 74% of them have already given up. And then of the remaining, only 10% actually see their resolution through to completion. Wow. So it is such a small statistic 
my thing is if somebody is serious about a goal, like if on December 3rd, you start thinking about your New Year's resolutions and you are serious at this weight loss goal, like this is the year, yeah. right? You've tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed. And you think, okay, when January 1 hits, then I'm going to go. Most people, what happens? From December 3rd to January 31st, you got to bulk up. They get it all in. But this goes for anything. <laughs> for years, you guys, on our show, I'm only talking to you right now, but on our show, we knew, like before casting week, we knew every single person was going to show up as full as possible of all, as with all the food. We also knew as soon as they went home from casting and they waited to be chosen for our show, Extreme Weight Loss, where we help people lose half their body weight over the course of a year for anyone that never watched it. Um, we knew that up until the day that we showed up at their home, they were going to be binging because there's a mentality, not every one of them, but there is a mentality of, oh my gosh, once I can't have it anymore, life is going to be over. So I'm going to get it all in now, right? Statistically, it has been proven that people that say, hey, I want to start like, this is my goal. It's January. It's December 3rd today. And instead of waiting till January 1, I'm going to start laying the foundation now, those are the people that actually succeed. We shouldn't wait for a date. We shouldn't have January 1st be the day that we fail again. Yeah. We should have today, no matter when it is, be the day that we start again. And we also need to change the mentality that when we fall off January 13th, because we might be that, it doesn't mean that it has to end there, right? That is when we are only one choice. We're one meal. We're one workout away from getting right back on track. So this whole webinar is going to be about the things that really have nothing to do with diet and exercise. And I think people think that weight loss and transformation, that's what it is. Yeah. But it's not. It's so much more. And when you get the so much more taken care of and you figure it out, anything is possible. Weight loss is an afterthought. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, everything that we've ever talked about, I am still very much the... Uh, newest person in the room around anything fitness movement nutrition for sure you have a lot a ton two decades worth of expertise you have a pro card i have a pro card and it's over two decades now <laughs> it's over two decades I'm almost 40 days of experience i was 18 and between training and certifications and this pro card which is you have been recognized at a professional level inside of the world of bodybuilding. Which which actually I only told you as a joke. I, here's the thing. I'm not saying if anyone has a pro card, it's a joke because it truly was one of my greatest personal accomplishments. But I don't use that to say, oh, let me train you. I have a pro card. You did, though, happen <laughs> to bring it up very early on in the coding <laughs> process in an attempt to impress me. I was messing with you. You were flirting with me, <laughs> no, and I it was not. worked, my lady. Flirting with me, and it worked. That little piece of paper—it's—it's actually—it's like a cardstock. Yeah, Have I want to get it, it laminated it's just really so great. that, like my old blockbuster video card, it doesn't. I, I it laminated doesn't get, mine. Oh, you did. I did. Oh, perfect. They don't come laminated. Well, in that so case, I it's, pulled out my laminator. It's weatherproof. Now. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> if it starts to rain and you've got it in your back pocket, you're fine. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Uh, but any, anything that we've ever talked about in my uh, attempts for transformation in my own life or approaching so many of the things, like just even like bodybuilding or weightlifting, I shouldn't say like weightlifting for me, was something that I had something of a block around thinking it was for me or that I could myself have the kind of muscle growth or build in the way that I've been able to until I met you. 
And some of that was having a conversation about this idea of like lifestyle choice versus mm-hmm. short-term challenge-related <laughs> choice. Yeah. And some of it was just uh, what I would honor as one of your superpowers that you have this ability to help people see something in themselves that you see, but they might not be able to. I appreciate that. Um, well, I Thank mean, you. you are a transformation expert, but you're also like you are like so high EQ in like empathy and and being able to understand what people are thinking or feeling. But also you're a mirror. Like I think like more than anything, you are able to like hold up for someone and say, look, this is what I see. And um, there was something at the beginning of us dating where you were like, you had said that I had great musculature, a thing you, that I yeah. did not even know what it meant. But the only thing I can relate it to is like when I was told that I, you know, was accepted into a gifted and talented program back in second grade and some third party who had authority in who is smart and who isn't smart told me that I was, I believed it for the first time. Yeah. And you, this person who has authority in body movement, weightlifting, you know, has a pro card, says something. I was like, oh, I think I have to believe this is a, a thing that is potentially true in my life. Let's go. Yeah, I think it's important to say, though, with that, because that sometimes can be toxic, right? Toxic positivity, truly. I Because I've known trainers. Yeah. And I, I'm saying this knowing, uh, well, I guess bear with me for a sec. I can see in people what they can't see in themselves. I can, 100%. Um. But also, and you can attest to this, I am, I think you, that has to be paired with a little bit of realism. Like I have very, very, very realistic expectations with every single thing I do. Every, I mean, with you in your musculature and me seeing the potential, I can't tell you how many times you and I talked and I said, hey, I this, this isn't a goal. Like when you had set the goal, this isn't a goal for me. This is a goal for you, yeah. but I would be a bad friend, a bad trainer. If I didn't tell you realistically, you're not going to reach it this way. You'll reach it this way, not this way. And I still love you both ways. Uh, so I think there's three things. You have to be able to see potential in somebody, right? You also have to have realistic expectations and you have to have compassion, grace, and love no unconditionally, no matter what they choose. Yeah. And I, I believe that the, I, I will say when talking about the challenge, I think that sets our challenge apart from every other because everybody in the challenge, everybody I can literally see, and you can too. Like the thing is you can be, you can train yourself to see the power and the magic and the ability and the capabilities in other people, which then starts to show you what's capable in yourself, right? I believe this is how I saw my own power. Um, But then you also see the importance. Like if you were to tell somebody, and this happened in the past, you know, Chris and I would work with people and they would say, I'm going to get a six pack. I'm going to, and I could see their body and I knew that they weren't, weren't going to, they couldn't like, you know, everybody's shape is so different, but I didn't necessarily, neither Chris nor I had the heart to tell them what the truth was, right? Like their body was not cut out for a six pack. It was cut out for killer quads, killer that, but not giving realistic expectations was really, really difficult, right? Anyway, those are things that I believe set our group apart. And then the grace component, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how much you do. All that matters is that you show up every single day and it creates miracles in there. It helps people like you 
who, when the teacher says, oh my gosh, you're smart enough, gifted and talented, you, what happened with you? You ended up- I started applying myself. Yep. I started acting like a smart kid. I, you know, like was proud of the fact that I could achieve- In getting good grades and I became. Yeah. And I will say like, as much as, um, like I tend to be someone who gets super, super excited about something that's new that I start to have a little bit of success in as a person who- was a little more fixed mindset oriented as I grew up when I was given the the gift of seeing something that I could excel in. I just assumed that I could continue to excel in it. And, um, and so I have been a little more aggressive in my goal setting and you have this gift of gently, but also like, like realistically batting back to how you get to a, like a reasonable managed expectations. Cause the thing that I think throws me off my track more than anything is when I do shoot too high, I end up falling short. I fell into what was realistic for me, but because of having fallen short, I now either give up or have less motivation or I'm hard on myself, start having a bunch of negative self-talk and the beauty of like, Hey, you know, you're going to plateau because of just the way that body transformation mm -hmm. takes place at this point so instead of thinking that there's this linear perpetually going to continue to get stronger over the course of time kind of path for you moderate it just a yeah. little bit so that as you are exceeding some of what the goals are that you set you're going to be motivated and feel encouraged and pride and everything else instead of discouraged because of having set something that was too unrealistic well, you just actually hit on the reason why most people don't hit their New Year's resolutions. You did. And and I, I don't even want to make it New Year's resolution based, although that is the time that most people think they need to set that goal. But it is that is the reason why most people do not love themselves. Like you just hit on the number one reason people don't love themselves. It's because they don't have any belief in themselves. They don't think they can do it. They're going to act to the world like they can because we have ego. We want to look good. We want to be accepted. We want to be enough. But the reality is we feel like crap about ourselves because we only know overblown promises. We only know overcommitting. We only know setting a goal and failing. Setting a goal, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing over and over and over every single year. 2012, that's my year. 2013, 14, 15, we're in 2022. This is my year. What can I do to actually make it my year? Well, chances are anybody who's here right now who set goals year after year after year and failed, you probably aren't even telling anybody your resolutions. Yeah. Anymore. Like you begin because you failed, you've declared and failed so many times you don't believe you can and you feel like you look stupid to everybody else that you've been saying, I'm going to do X and you don't do it. So you start to make silent promises and silent mm. promises are the most devastating promise you can make because when you make a silent promise, you already know in your heart, you know, in your gut, you're not going to fulfill it. Yeah. That's why you didn't say it. Yeah. So right there, like you're committing to it in your head not even believing you're going to do it. And when you don't believe you can, you're not going to put forth the effort to actually do it. You're literally about to create that same story. Like, oh, I knew it. I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I, I'm a piece of crap. All of those things. When if we can just figure out, and we'll talk in detail on the webinar about it, but if people can learn that when you set a goal, when you have a New Year's res resolution, you can do it January 1. We're January 7th today by the time this airs. You can do it the 8th, right? But you have to stop. It's that you talked about it before. 
you had said you set such overblown commitments to yourself and you like usually fall short, right? Uh-huh. I like there's so much beauty to the phrase shoot for the stars, land on the moon, uh-huh. right? Because you can. I know so many people who accomplish so much huge in the world because they shoot for the stars and then they land on the moon. But that person, while they landed on the freaking moon and like set this epic example for everybody on earth, they are on the moon feeling like a failure, right? Because Because they they didn't get to the stars. Yeah, exactly. And so the thing, when we set goals, we have to shrink them down. Every time we failed, we failed because we believe that weight loss or transformation means I got to work out an hour a day. I got to wake up at 5 a.m. I have to eat five small meals a day. It needs to be da-da-da. You have this idea of all of the things you need to do and you start off gung-ho doing them all you are you do have a tendency dave yeah to i'm gonna do it and you're like cold turkey whatever it is you are like quitting right or whatever and the problem is when you do that that is not an actual lifestyle change lifestyle change is being realistic and it's doing one small little thing at a time and building it something we call integrity we create integrity our ability to do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it with ourselves most importantly and over time that integrity creates momentum we call it integrity momentum and integrity momentum truly is the thing that leads to dignity which is our ability to love ourselves to believe in ourselves and to know that whatever our word is like whatever we speak we can do because we start to trust that our words have value again so we can declare those goals And know that we can make them. Yeah, which is, by the way, part of why the secret promises thing is a thing. Because if you've been historically someone who doesn't keep their word to Mm themselves, but does so in private, when you make a promise to yourself, you have so much history of it just having carried no weight that it it doesn't have that sense of integrity that has you feeling good about yourself when you're by yourself or proud or with dignity. And so, like, it's a thing. And trust, like, it's a thing that I have been, oh, my goodness, having to work on more and more because I do have the very best best intentions in mind, especially as I have continued to grow and become. There is something in having tasted what growth feels like that makes you want to grow even more. That, that That's exactly what it is. Like, it takes a ginormous leap of faith to tone it down because you're like, well, why would I only jump one foot here when I know I can jump four feet? I know my broad jump is from this line to that. I'm just going to go there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But you have 100 jumps to do. You can't do 100 at four feet, but you can do 100 at a foot, right? So it's like, it it does take a leap of faith. And it's so hard because in the moment you feel um, like you have a lot of making up to do, for all the times you failed before. So you're like, I, I'm i just going to do more now. Yeah. But the more you do now, the less you're going to do later and the h- more likely you are to fail. Yeah. Well, I mean, it comes back to smart goals in so many yeah. ways, you know, things that are realistic and that are specific. I mean, if, if you've been yeah. in third grade, you know what a smart goal is. But the... Do they talk about those in third... Do you know I did not learn that, a smart goal, until I was a trainer? Huh. I never learned smart goals in Arizona. Well, I only know that it was something that was being taught in third grade because one of my uh, humans was 
at home with their what? homework, and I was looking at it, and I was like, hey, look at these old that smart, the good old smart goals are being taught here in the local elementary school. Thank that you very much. Yeah, no. Um, but like having things that are attainable ends up yeah. being like among the most important. Yeah. And, um, you know, like having something that for me, like when I think about routine, I've, I've talked about like the things that a routine needs to have. Um, it needs to be something that you can do consistently like every single day like our power promise like your power promise power promise something so stupidly simple and i i people don't like the word stupid but i it does it needs to be so stupidly simple that you know you can do it every single day of your life yeah it can't like if it's you know if you have trouble drinking water in general your power promise should not be to drink a gallon a day because you're not going to do it but if you have trouble drinking water and you don't drink any you drink coffee you drink whatever then your power promise could be something as simple as I promise to drink eight ounces of water first thing every morning, right? Yep. But, and that small thing has nothing to do with weight loss. It does because water metabolically and in so many other ways cellularly affects our body. That small glass of water that you're drinking more than anything is showing you that you can make a promise and you can keep it. It's There is power too in, I believe wholly in making a to-do list every day. And even if it's a thing that I've already done, like say I make my to-do list at eight after I've taken the kids to school, I'll write it down and I'll cross it off because to know that I set, I, I set a goal and I achieved it to visually see that I've achieved a goal yeah. and that I've won already for the day. You're stacking start, wins. It starts my day off on the right foot. And if I have a crappy rest of the day, I can go back to my to-do list. I can see the things that I actually did do. Or the power promise that I made to myself and I kept, which was just drink a glass of water. And I I win. And I am more likely to get up tomorrow and try again, where if I feel like a failure, I'm going to want to curl up in a ball, tell everybody how crappy I'm, especially tell myself how crappy I am. Yeah. And I'm not going to want to do it. Cue the speech from Admiral McRaven, uh, making your bed. Like that simple thing is a, is a simple but like huge thing because of like start your day with a win, come back at the end of the day, no matter what your day's been, you get to see that you still accomplished something. You're reminded that you can still accomplish something more tomorrow. Big, yep. big, big idea. Um, but the the like the lifestyle piece, like having something that you create that ends up allowing you to not overcommit, but actually try to have a new lifestyle as a as a hoped for outcome in your approach to fitness is i think what's super important it's part of why as much as i say that hey every routine has to have consistency as a as a component i also believe that it has to have flexibility because life doesn't necessarily always you know afford you an ability to do every single thing that you need to do in your daily routine in the same order in the same way there're going to be days where you have to do your moving your body happens to be a part of your daily routine, you might have to do yoga at the end of the day because of the way that a dentist appointment preempted your usual routine of going to a gym in the morning, whatever it ends up being. Um, and so like having some flexibility that your life is inevitably going to show up in a way that sometimes has you having to um, flex, change, be able to like call an audible ends up being important too. Flexibility and grace so both things because mm -hmm. i think if you i think we went through a time period where 
at least inside of the fitness world that I was in, uh, that's all that I preached was flexibility. Like if you can't do it here, then do it here. If you can't hear it, then do Almost like I owed myself, right? If you eat this, then run this much. Like it's like a, a deficit uh, deposit type of a thing in the flexibility. And I, it works, right? That's what macro counting is. It's flexible dieting. Um, and over the past two and a half years, truly since I've had my own kind of rebirth, right? Death of a marriage and a part, chapter of my life put behind me and a rebirth of and a finding of who I am and what do I believe inside of nutrition and fitness and transformation wholly, like holistically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, and what I was missing. So I definitely, I learned a lot in that phase of deficit, deposit, flexibility, macro counting, tracking, bank. Uh, but I was missing grace with myself. Mm. And so flexibility is awesome. And it's a thing I think we need to learn because we need to understand knowledge is power. You know, it takes us out of the ignorance, which is bliss, but like there's so much power in knowledge. But having knowledge alone is not enough if we can't be kind to ourselves when we don't do it right. Yeah. Right. Or if we can't reframe what right is, we have an idea of what right is and what, and if we don't do that, then it's wrong. Like if not A, then wrong. If not B, then wrong. And giving ourselves permission to be whatever we are and to do whatever we do and to have it be enough, but know that we are constantly going in the right direction toward betterment yeah. is the most beautiful thing and the most beautiful place to be. Part of why the Get Fit community was so extraordinary is I think that we there, there are 357 moves in the program recorded moves that you're walked through here's how you do them and there's a there's an at home version there's a men's and women's gym version like there's a lot there are just a lot of options with a lot of yeah. moves and yet there are still some moves that because of the way that certain people will come into the challenge not able to get to the ground and back up maybe or have a pre-existing knee injury or a back thing or whatever some of the moves required a different kind of approach and so the modifications that we that you came up with gave them an option to still participate on an everyday basis in a challenge and i think like culturally creating an environment that said Doing the modification doesn't make you less. It doesn't mean that you're not competing or completing uh, you know, the challenge. It means that you're finding an alternative that allows this program to meet you where you are and maintains the integrity that every single day showing up that you're being asked for in a way that is flexible, that does still show and, and give some grace. And um, I think it's part of what, like just reframing that, was such a, it was, a, I think it was a gift as a person who was trying to walk alongside people that were doing this program. Like I used modifications almost every single day, but to see them also reframing how they thought about what it might mean to need to as not a bad thing or some indictment that they weren't it's good. It's just a thing. Yeah. And in the programming and the creation of the programs, 357 moves was not necessary. What that does, truly, I mean, any trainer worth their salt knows you do not need that many moves to actually achieve physical results that you want. But our mind 
believes that we need more. Our boredom in this world that we live in where variety. there's a very short ten- attention span does need variety. And so we programmed and gave a lot of options, but we did it knowing that you didn't know it. You don't need it. Number one. And number two, that most people, not even some, we knew most people would not be able to perform all of the moves, but there's so much beauty in understanding the progression of a move. I, I hate to even say up and down, but truly the progression up to the most advanced level and the progression down. So for example, I use this example a lot because it's very simple. It's a Bulgarian split squat, which is a it's an advanced move. Yeah. And when you add weight to it, it's a very advanced move. They're very hard. But that Bulgarian split squat is the same. It's you you have to think, okay, what muscle groups am I working? And even if you don't know what muscle groups, is it lower body, is it upper body, right? But it can be boiled down to something as simple on the ground as a single leg bridge up, which is any anybody can do a single leg bridge up no matter their ability level. And so we have we have guides the you know that mo- simple movement guide that helps with hey here are some moves you can do if you can't do these other moves and also that's where the daily workout videos come in handy right yeah so you and I every single day we shot videos went through every workout talked about modifications hey you might want to do this if this is hard go here um, and by then the way like throwing out a single leg bridge up as a person who again like I'm super new in the journey. I needed someone to explain what a single leg and bridge up was. Like, hey, here's the video. That. Click the button. Yeah. You can see you've got one leg in the air. Your bum's on the ground. You're lifting it yep. up. This is now a thing that replaces that Bulgarian split squat. Go do it yep. if you need a if you need a modification or an alternative as you're approaching this you know this leg day this yeah core glutes yeah. day. And I I think even more than the moves and the workouts which are beautifully programmed. Um, the best part about it is the tone in the community, which is, hey, I don't care if you show up today and you do half the workout. I don't care if you show up and you do a, fra- a tenth of the workout. I Like all I really care about is that you show up. Yeah. Because it, again, if you if there is shame, if you feel like you did something wrong, if you feel like you weren't good enough to even try, if it felt overwhelming, you're you're going to stop showing up when that shame starts creeping in right and so if there's a way i think that's what you and i have tried so hard to do is eliminate shame no matter what like i don't care if you binged last night i don't care if right now you're watching our live or listening to this podcast eating chips or doritos i mean people used to watch our show extreme weight loss and binge eat ben and jerry's right but i don't even i don't care because i care that they showed up i care that they're watching something to improve how they feel and they're being inspired because if if that trainer if that group has you feeling like hey if you can't do all of this don't even come in yeah i that then, doesn't it no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make it they're not my people yeah you know no they're not gonna make it the community has been overwhelmingly like surprisingly so, and I don't want to take anything away from people. I had no concept that we would have no. the kind of feeling inside of the group. I I think I left the community more full and filled up because of their energy and the way that they were pouring into each other. Every time we did uh, just about anything, yep. and um, man, there's a lot of the uh, the OG crew that's back for this I time, know. which is amazing. We are uh, so we are in the midst of a pre week for the challenge that starts properly on Monday, January 10th. Yep. So today, as a part of the pre-week festivities, 
we did a live with a, a guy named David, <laughs> David Rushing, who is a chef. From season four he of was, Extreme yeah, Weight Loss. He was on show. the show. And yeah. um, and he went through meal prepping, right? It like, was amazing. It, it was one of the like most fun. Like, oh. And I, I think I'm bringing it up in part because we are also like we're taking you know the opportunity for transformation seriously but we're having a lot of fun (laughs) and having a lot of laughs in the midst of the seriousness like the workouts themselves they're going to push people they're tough so the community of support of love of come as you are and be loved for just being here and our lives as much as again we're going to try and um, I say we like you're going to answer no, a lot of the questions, we, we and I am going to offer <laughs> what, some levity. And what was some the phrase fun. that they had last time? They said we come for Heidi's workouts and we stay for Dave's lives. This is true. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> suggesting jokes. that it is a stand-up hour every time we're doing anything, but I try my very best to bring uh, some fun material. Uh, but no, but like that—that's part of this. It's like if you're gonna have some sore muscles or you're gonna you know like complain is the wrong word but commiserate over uh, a set of burpees that were part of the metabolic conditioning the least you can have are some great people that you're making virtual community with and uh, some fun that comes from the squirrel masters the two of us (laughs) you never know what you're gonna get you literally never know what you're gonna get it's the most reliable unreliable group you'll ever be in and when i say i I shouldn't say unreliable it is the most dependable i don't know but you never unexpected there is a guarantee (laughs) there's an oxymoron that there will be no wheels on the bus that there will be something (laughs) that technologically goes sideways that uh we will you know we don't take ourselves seriously no we don't and the thing is like each of the daily videos where we're walking through the programming you know one of three of those videos Definitely has something that you know maybe goes like close to the line of inappropriate that definitely pokes a little fun at one or the other of us and that attempts to, as much as it might uh, attempt to educate you on what the workout of the day is, also hopes to leave you with a little bit of smile on your face as you're walking into the day's workout. Um, I was, you know, like I was really uh, pleasantly surprised. I gained a lot of muscle. The you first did. time around, yeah, a lot. You did. And uh, I'm about to go ham. I'm going to go hard <laughs> in the paint. I'm about to push myself to Do you know really. What hard s- in the paint means. Uh, yeah, so like there's a there's a little circle at the top of the key I in know. basketball. I was going to tell you. And then there are these lines. lines. Yeah, that's the paint. And the paint. I was going to tell you. Oh, you, oh, you yeah. were going to tell me. I have a Michael Jordan rookie card. Oh, Dave. One I'm of a, I'm the a basketball. Most, that's really the reason he loves me. One of the most me. appealing characteristics. <laughs> Yeah, I actually Heidi said I got a pro Lynn. card, and he's like, "Oh, cool!" I'm like, "I got a Michael Jordan rookie." That was like the next thing I threw. Out. Heidi, Heidi <laughs> is downplaying the significance of this Michael Jordan rookie card. It is <laughs> extraordinary. If you uh, are not familiar with basketball cards, 1986 Fleer. You is guys, it's amazing. Year. It's a ten. <sighs> if you're a grader. Here we Listen go. up. It's a 10. We I just pulled, had a conversation I, I about online. not setting too high of expectations Dave, so that we okay. can't let ourselves down. But then there's also this thing when you know you know. When right? You, when you know you know. Like, I know. I, I pulled oh. up, you guys, I pulled up nines online. No one knows what you're talking about. Can I we pulled just give up them tens? a little background? Yeah. Of like what? So I am a sports card <laughs> memorabilia no enthusiast. No one knows and inside of the world of sports memorabilia, there are grading services 
that will take your cards, the little piece of cardboard this rectangle. This is a very important thing. And guys. will tell you on a scale of one to 10 what they are in terms of being pristine gem mint like, or like garbage. Like no edges, like your edges have to be. The coloring's mint. perfect. Yeah, the like edges the centering are straight. of the card, it's the no print. No bends, no yeah. nothing. Everything is, and if you can get yourself a 10 of this Michael Jordan card, well, go ahead and buy yourself a second home. That's how much it's worth. Yes. It's crazy. And I got it from my dad, who just was like, here, um, you want it? I'm uh, like, yeah, I guess. Didn't even know what it was at the time. I can't. Well, number one, the fact that he gave it to you is a sign that he liked you more than your siblings. (laughs) Well, I had three brothers. And he actually said, before he died, he knew that Gmo, Darren, and Denver would all fight over the Michael Jordan. So he gave me the Jordan. He gave... uh, my other brothers, the Dennis, the Rodman, the Pippin, and something else. Gosh, you won. The I got the lottery. I did. <laughs> you won the lottery. Those other How cards are lovely. You? Would you have given that to your daughter? I don't know that I would. Uh, it's an extraordinary gift, and that I have held it in my hand. I've 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 sung it songs to sleep at night. <laughs> I've prayed over it. This card is. It's like. It's just such a rare, rare find. It is. Anyway, very... uh, measure your expectations. Get it down in the it's nine a range. It's a, no, and... we pulled the nines and we have images of the nines. I feel like we need a podcast where we can share a screen. <laughs> so I can show. I think it's called YouTube now. Yeah, is that what it's called? No, they made this thing. It's great. I mean, sometimes there aren't videos that I I'd like, like to watch need... there, but I mean. I feel like there's... we need to get. Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a YouTube uh, it, side by side. It's a 10. It's a 10. I'm telling All right. you. We'll see. Second um, home. Where are we going to buy it? If, uh, <laughs> if you are someone who is thinking about how to approach health, fitness, but not just physical health or physical fitness, also mental health and mental fitness uh, over the beginning of this 2022 year, uh, I would encourage you to take a look at our Get Fit Challenge. You get the benefit of... Heidi's two decades of experience, some unbelievable additional coaches. There's a nutrition coach and Chris Doxy. We're going to have other experts in their individual fields pop in and share their expertise with our community on a regular basis. I'm going to tell funny jokes on lives and be hopefully the person that you maybe see yourself in a little as uh, an earlier in my fitness journey question asker to this person who has a lot of expertise and understands so many of the moving parts inside of this fitness world. And uh, we try to also address the mental component of health where we'll talk about finding your why. We'll talk about the way that you have to have the right mindset or understand, you know, a lot of the big, bigger concepts inside of personal development. If you're interested in having health that sticks, that works and matters longer than the 13 days that most resolutions end up falling off by. Um, So anyway, the community is at, uh, I'm going to put it in the show notes to HeidiPowell.net forward slash get fit. I made mention of the fact that the, uh, webinar that Heidi is hosting is tonight. Mm. If you're listening to this on the first day that this show has come out on uh, January 7th, it is at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and is going to be 
uh, available, you have to you have to go to HeidiPowell.net forward slash webinar. Good job. And you can uh, drop your email in and immediately get access. It's a free a free conversation about how to set up. I'm going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there. But it's going to be a free conversation about how to create a plan that lasts, uh, debunking some of the challenges that exist with uh, a resolutions kind of mindset so that you can set yourself up for success. Amen. What did I miss? You didn't miss anything. I think you got it all. I'm excited. All right. If you're not a part of the challenge, you just need to come do it. I'm telling you all the things that he said, and then I'm going to add to it. If you're looking for something uh, where you feel like you belong, and you're looking for a really fun time, if you're looking to stop feeling like exercise, nutrition, all of it needs to be so serious, and you're looking to love and accept yourself no matter what size you are, this is where you need to come. You do. Come be a part. It's it's awesome. And Dave and I will be there with open arms and a big hug waiting for you. And then you get to be a part of our event in Feb- in April. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that. We did a walkthrough mm. of the event yeah. space today. Yeah, we did. Uh, for people who are a part of the challenge, they and they only are going to have an opportunity to roll on into the Phoenix area. Yep. It's April 4th, 5th, and 6th. Yep. And it is going to be a parte. It's yep. going to be um, all about the idea of showing up for yourself, the, uh, the, the idea of finding yourself, uh, of becoming yourself. And uh, we've got three days worth of content, programming, speakers, some, uh, really fun activities, some uh, challenging push-yourself classroom-style uh, work as well. Uh, so anyway, if you're yep. interested in uh, rolling into town with a bunch of like-minded people and hanging out with us, uh, that's something, again, that just is available only to the folks that are inside of the uh, the 60-day challenge. Uh, as I mentioned, it starts up on Monday, the 10th. The pre-week continues with uh, the webinar tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach the Finding Your Why course on Friday. We're going to do some fun. Oh, wait, no, we're doing Finding Your Why tomorrow. We're doing Finding Your Why <laughs> tomorrow, wow, which would be that's today. That's going to be a... It's yeah, a today day. it's it's a full day going from finding your why to the webinar. Wow, let's go! Wow, it's a we full are, we're buffet. Going deep, going deep today. We're going deep. I feel I feel uh, excited and uh, excited for you. If you are someone who ends up joining this community, uh, I uh, I can't believe I can believe because I know the quality of the effort that you put in and the work that uh, the team has put into this, but. Um, the feedback from our first challenge, uh, just so affirming, so absolutely life affirming. Um, so many unbelievable stories of transformation uh, and not just weight transformation or body transformation, but mind transformation. And uh, we're going to be spending this weekend with our three winners oh, from the first round goodness. who are uh, flying into town for right. uh, on Friday for a, a couple of days of fun with the two of us. Um, there is a, yes, a prizing component to the challenge as well. Um, there's 
tens of thousands of dollars worth of prizes that will be well, given out. Well, $1 million worth if you count hanging out. Oh, well, <laughs> how do you put a price tag on hanging out Priceless. with Heidi and I? I'm Priceless. sure that somebody maybe, maybe on the internet negative. can put a price tag on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure someone in some community is going to make a comment about this. Oh, bless up. Uh, anyway, check out uh, the link in these show notes, HeidiPowell.net forward slash get fit. If you are interested in joining this community, we would love to have you there. All right. I'm going to end this uh, episode with the same question I ask every one of our guests oh at the end what? of an episode. And that <laughs> is, if you could share just one thing with our audience, it could be a quote, it could be a tip or trick, it could be a thing that's been on your heart. If there was a thing that you could give them, gift them, that would afford them some peace that would afford them some self-love, what would that thing be? I mean, there's a lot. I feel like I gave a lot. You did. Um, if there's anything else that I'm going to give, and this doesn't, it's going to apply to somebody. Um, but I think no matter, you need to know that no matter where you are, whether you're in a good spot or you're in a really, really, really hard spot, or you feel like you're succeeding, or you feel like you keep failing over and over and over and over and over. I think it's super, super important to trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You are. Um, we, I had people in this challenge now, the second one saying, I was going to sign up for the first, I decided not to, and I, I've been kicking myself. I regret it. My answer to that, or to anybody listening that's like, gosh, I should have started so long ago. No, I believe you were meant to start now. Like, I believe you were meant to feel all of the pain, all of the things that you felt leading you to this point. And now is the time for you to help yourself. Now is the time to dive in and be your best you. Um, and, and that is a very important thing. I think everybody needs to remember going through the journey when you fall and when you feel like you can't do it. You have to remember you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You messed up and you were supposed to mess up. And you can get right back on track. You're one meal, one workout, one choice away from being right back on track at all times. Love. Uh, I'll tell you what. This is the second Rise Together episode that I've recorded today. The first one was with three-time Super Bowl champion Mr. Troy Aikman of the Dallas Cowboys. How do I uh, fare? And... I just want to say that this is one of the two best episodes that I've recorded today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wow. love you. And love you. would uh, prefer to spend uh, as many hours you of the rest of- You didn't record with Troy Aikman sitting in a bed, did you? Oh, how <laughs> dare you. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, Heidi, for uh, joining me on this episode of the Rise Together podcast. Uh, if you- enjoyed this episode do us the favor of sharing it with every person you've ever met in your entire life tag both Heidi and I and uh, if you end up joining the challenge please tag us so that we can celebrate your becoming part of this fam we uh, are going to be live each day of the rest of this week as we finish up our pre-week inside of our private Facebook community and hope to see you there between now and next week I hope that you well, remind yourself that you deserve grace and that you, as Heidi said, are just one good decision, one workout, one meal away from being right on track, right back on track. Amen. Love you. I love you. And we love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.